0: This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar, and as always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. This is episode 180, and as always, let's unfortunately get to the news. Rest in peace to Spectrum News 13 reporter Dylan Lyons. He passed away just the other day. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to John Botson, the English football commentator who started working at BBC since 1971. He commented over 200 games on television and radio. From the late 70s 2008, Morton was the dominant football commentary figure at BBC. And uh, he passed away at 77. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Brett Rodden, the music manager who worked with Dave Matthews, Tracy Chapman, and other American Idol winners, passed away at age of 53. Rest in peace to Gordon Pinsent. The Canadian actor and writer, director, and singer, known for his roles in including Away From Her, The Rowdy Man, John and the Missus*, A Gift to Last, Due South, The Red Green Show, Quentin and and MP*. He's also the voice of Babar the Elephant, and that's something that I watched as a kid, and when I bring it up to people, it's like they'd never heard of the show. Obviously, it's a British TV show, so not everybody watched British TV, but it was on PBS. Everyone gets PBS. And they loved their mangoes in that show. So there were elephants that sang about loving mangoes. So it's sad that he uh, passed away. And it's a little bit of my childhood. Him being in Babar the TV show. He passed away age of 92. Rest in peace to Ray Jenkins. The Sweeney writer was 87 year old. He wrote for the TV series I mentioned Sweeney. And the woman in the white. He passed away age 87. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to baseball outfielder Albie Pearson. Passed away at 88. He finished with a 270 lifetime average, 28 home runs, 214 RBI. He played for Washington Senators, the Orioles, and the Los Angeles, California Angels. And made the All-Star team in 1963 with the Angels and was Rookie of the Year with the Washington Senators, It's is pretty nice to say you have a Rookie of the Year on your mantle and you were an All-Star. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Terry Holland, the American College Athletics Administrator, basketball player, and coach. He was the head men's coach at Davidson College and the University of Virginia. And he had a 4-18 and 216 record. He was also athletic director at Davidson and at Virginia and East Carolina as well. He passed away at 8 80. He made two NCAA Regional Final Fours, the NIT, SOCON Tournament, four regular season championships, ACC Tournament, three ACC regular season championships, Coach of the year, five different times in both leagues he was in. Rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to longtime minor league pitcher Matt Pabrecchio, who became a top hurler in Metsco, suddenly passed away at the age of 31. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Dave Nicholson, the former outfielder, Born in, Carmar- uh, born in St. Louis, but passed away in Carmi, Illinois. Had a lifetime two twelve average, 61 home runs, and 179 RBI. Former Orioles, Astro Braves, and local Chicago White Sox outfielder. He was part of the huge trade that had cloyed Hall of Famer Hoyt Wilhelm. Pete Ward and Ron Hansen were traded to the White Sox for Hall of Famer Luz Apparicio and Al Smith. And he had his best season majors in 1963 with the White Sox. Made 103 hits with 22 home runs. But he also struck out an American League record 175 times. Rest in peace to him. And to get to some more positive news, happy trails to Austin Blythe. He retired the football center who went to Iowa and played for the Colts and the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Seahawks. He was only 30 years old, but you know how in the NFL it's more gruesome and some guys retire very early. Happy trails to Stefan Critchison, the baseball reliever, Announced his retirement. 31. He had 81 career strikeouts, a 4.79 array, and a 3.6 record. Not so great. But he literally is just turned 31. He played for the Orioles and the D-backs. But I'm guessing he just decided, you know what? I'm tired of trying to prove myself every single year of being a minor leaguer and not the best at it. So that's where he decided he announced he's going to retire. And Chris Banjo announced his retirement. The former safety is now going to be the special teams coach for the Broncos. He played at SMU. He was with the Jaguars, played for Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Cardinals. And he finished in his career with 143 tackles, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, three interceptions, and one defensive touchdown. Makes sense. He's 33 at this point. Is now going to be middle, mid-30s if he were to continue to play football. Nebraska Volleyball has announced they're going to host an outdoor match at Memorial Stadium. The Cornhuskers are looking to break the NCAA record of attendance by hosting an outdoor match at 85,000-seat stadium in August, which is cool for those who are fans of that college or volleyball. Got to get to this. The Blackhawks finally did trade Patrick Kane. There were rumors for weeks and days that he was gone, and it officially happened, and basically the Blackhawks get draft picks and some minor players. Basically, the no-trade clause, which kind of screws the Blackhawks in a way. They really not have a choice of where they want to trade him. He is from New York, so the only options were obviously Rangers, Islander, Sabres, or even New Jersey Devil. But, of course, he wanted to go play in New York, and the Rangers are a big-time franchise. So, they definitely did not get what they could for him. They never got much for. Rep- For Brent Seabrook or Duncan Keith because they waited too long to trade him never got anything from Corey Crawford before he retired and with Jonathan Tate's having long COVID and respiratory issues they were not able to trade him this franchise is now in a tailspin they're not going to be good for a long time because you can't be lucky enough to have drafting four Hall of Famers in a short period of time and win multiple championships it's not something you can do in any sport Congratulations to Nicole Jokic. He now has 100 career triple-doubles, joining Russell Westbrook, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Matt Johnson, and the big O Oscar Robertson. And Paulo Bencharo is joining Shaq with 30 20-point games in his rookie season. And there was a game this past weekend between the Kings and the Clippers where it was the second-highest scoring game in NBA history. The second time in NBA history both teams scored 170-plus and also tied for most three-pointers in a game where, like, role players like Malik Monk had 45 points, All-Star De'Aaron Fox had 42, and the Clippers themselves scored 44 points, while Paul George put up 34. And Miles Turner, great last he's the first NBA center ever to record this in a single game. 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 plus 3-pointers, which is something that, obviously, centers haven't done because the game was always about big men back in the day, but everyone's now shooting 3s, so it makes sense it's never been done before for a center to hit eight threes in a game he has 40 and 10. and they, they announced that NFL Films is allegedly being sued for cataloging lewd footage of women, so that's interesting. I don't think NFL would be an, an issue for them with what they're filming. And current projected top five draft pick Jalen Carter of Georgia, the defensive tackle, has an arrest warrant has been issued for him for reckless driving and racing something from January 15th that took the life of a teammate and a staffer. The football player was only 21 years old, uh, and they said he was present at the crash and later provided shifting accounts of what happened. As we mentioned a few weeks ago, Devin Wicklock, the former lineman, had passed away along with the staff member, Channel LaCroix, and they reported a single vehicle accident. Details of the investigation released morning cited evidence that Carter and LaCroix were operating their vehicles in a manner that was consistent with racing shortly before the fatal crash. So I don't know how this is going to impact him, but the Bears are looking to draft him, and I would stay away if I were them. And Brooke Magnus is now going to oversee the ESPN content. with Rosalind Durant oversee rights as Dur- Durley and Roberts and Norby, and-, and Norby will all be reporting now to Brooke Magnus? And the Raiders have hired Rob Leonard as their offensive line coach. And let's get to some more football and basketball news and other sports news. They're going to have a QB documentary on Netflix. And this Nick Holtz is now the passing coordinator for the Jaguars. And Bubba Veronis is going to be the Cleveland special team coach. Chargers have fired their longtime trainer, Dimon Mitchell, which makes sense because we all remember what happened. He literally missed the injection mark on, on one of those, you know, cortisone shots or whatever, and literally punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. So it makes sense that this guy should not have a job, but it took them forever. Vance Joseph awkwardly is now the defensive coordinator in Denver. There were rumors that when Sean Payton was trying to say he wants to come back to head coaching, that he was going to be forming an all-star staff and Vic Vangio was going to be defensive coordinator. Well, we saw what happened. Vic Vangio went to Miami, and I understood why, because he doesn't want to go back to Denver, the place that fired him in the first place when he was head coach. So I don't understand why Vance Joseph would go back to where he was fired. But that's interesting that he decided he's going to go back to the team that fired him as a head coach to be a defensive coordinator. I don't know, but, again, interesting there. Rams cut Bobby Wagner, which is surprising because he's one of the best players in football, but, again, to save money. Davis Webb's short-lived NFL career with the Giants is over. He's now the Denver Broncos quarterback coach. Interesting to see that Russell Wilson's going to have somebody younger than him coaching him. And a multi-year extension for the Jim Gray, TV 12, and Fitzgerald uh, Sirius XM show. The NFL Combine of coverage, they're going to have players-only things on NFL+. Plus. Right? Bro- Michael Brockers were cut from the Lions, and they came out with a statistic that the Lions don't have any players under the age of 30 now. Scott Tolzien is now the QB coach in Dallas and now the former football player. C.J. Beth, third, signed a two-year extension with the Jaguars. They you know, lock up a backup quarterback. Matt Nagy is officially now the offensive coordinator with Kansas City after being an offensive assistant because it would be enemy leaving. He needed to hire somebody he knows. And, um, John Williams and Quinn Mayer signed a of Washington. This is Bo Landry, now the, uh, Denver's, uh, health, you know, person of, you know, VP of the health department there. And, and, um, defensive lineman, Tenola Kompalsman has been extended by New Orleans. Kapulsman, because he's got a funny name and it's hard to obviously pronounce football players that have just weird, you know weird names. Yeah, kapaka's Kapakaskid's son. I can't pronounce the guy's name, but he just signed an extension with with the Saints. Joe Lombardi, after not working out where he was with his offensive coordinator, he's now going to be Denver's offensive coordinator. Mike, which is friend's assistant head coach. Ben Kowikia is the special teams corner coordinator and now Bobby McLean and Carson Wentz were the, some of the recent people who were cut in football along with Marcus Mariota and Kenny Galladay Mariota proved that he can never stay healthy and Carson Wentz was inefficient and injured and again Kenny Galladay has been junk for the Giants for all these years longs after Tabor Pepper signed a three extension for the 49ers and uh, Ray Robertson Harris got ascended by the Jaguars Adrian Wilson now the VP of pro scouting for Carolina congratulations to him Brian Johnson has been promoted from the Eagles staff to become the offensive coordinator. And Leslie Frazier announced that he's going to take a year off from coaching football, but he'll be back next year. So I wonder who the Bills are going to hire to be defensive coordinator because he's been good at that. Darren Payne is the first player to get a franchise tag, the defensive tackle with Washington. Sean Desi's got the former, you know, he worked for the Seahawks. He's the new defensive coordinator of the Eagles because they lost their defensive coordinator to being the Cardinals coach, and some of their coordinate, uh, coaches went with him. Jetson Browns announced to be the Hall of Fame game. Leonard Fournette was officially cut. I understand that Tampa Bay is trying to start over. They don't have a quarterback. they got to figure out who to pay with all the players coming up there. And Darius Swinton is the special team's a, uh, assistant head coach for his team. And the Lions announced that John Fox is joining their staff. And um, One thing I ha- I'll have to say about this is that John Fox, he definitely coached really well when he was in Denver and when he was in Carolina. But when he was in Chicago, it was definitely one of those hit or miss situations in that the Lions just trying to add somebody who has more experience to be on the staff, which I understand. And, and I and should have said Darius Wooden is going to the Raiders as their special teams coordinator because, again, you know, me and my really, really, really horrible Handwriting and stuff like that, and other news is Derek Carr met with Carolina, which we saw that coming before. And um, yeah, Joe Lombardi, as I mentioned, he was the Chargers coach and was fired. Since just that Denver would want to hire him after what obviously happened there. I couldn't believe that they said this Mitchell guy was there for 24 years. That's like a lot, man. A really a long time for someone to actually be somewhere. So that's where I'm just like, okay, then. But now let's get to basketball news. Just so you know, the Live Tournament, they said it only showed it on eight channels while everything else was not being shown on their channel. Shanika Gumoke and her sister, and Eke both resigned with the Sparks. LeBron James tied Kareem Abdul Jabbar for most games played in an all star game. As Terry Taylor's joined the Bulls, Charles Barkley said he may join CNN for a show, which is interesting. And interesting college basketball news Harvard announced that they have played their last game ever with Division I basketball history. And now they're moving to Division Three. It's interesting that Harvard, in the first place, was a Division One basketball team. So it's interesting now that they're not going to be, because you know they're all about academics. So that's interesting for basketball-wise. They're just shifting things around. Jasmine Walker's gone to Seattle. Devin Booker has the most three-point field goals in Suns history. Tamar, Rosen, congratulations, to having 4,000 assists. He's the 10th, he's the 16th active player to do that. pd 13 now has the 50 most three-pointers, passing Dirk. Congratulations to him. Spurs have now lost 16 straight, so that's not something that Greg Popovich usually does. Michael Carter-Williams, who seems to come out of nowhere and keep suiting up for the Orlando Magic the past two to three seasons after being with the Sixers, the Bulls, etc., the Bucks, it's not a two-year deal. The Magic are not going anywhere, so like, well, let's sign this guy until the rest of this year and next year, and then cut him and then bring him back. I don't know what their love affair with Michael Carter-Williams. He had all this talent and never lived up to it after the start, his bright start to his career, and it's a lot of that to do with injuries. Michael carter mentioned that. The Bucs co-owner Mark Leslie is selling his portion of the Bucks to the Browns' ownership of Haslam. It's interesting. A lot of NFL owners are not huge fans of the Haslam, so why would the NBA owners? But, again, that's interesting. $3.5 billion for that. New Orleans O-L was bought out while Dwayne Washington signed with the Knicks. There's rumors that the Nets are going to shut down Ben Simmons and not play him the rest of the year and then trade him, which makes sense because there's no need for him. They don't, it doesn't really work with this team. LeBron James' ankle foot injury is going to cost him two to three weeks, so I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs with that injury. Hernan Gomez was cut by the Raptors so they could pick up Will Barton, a guard. I thought they need some more front court depth, but that's just me. The Bulls cut Gordon Drogic. I don't know why the Bulls went out of way and got a veteran point guard at the beginning of the year and didn't get anyone else. They're like, yeah, let's go keep this guy. And unfortunately, LaMelo Ball is out for the year with an ankle injury, joining his brother Alonzo Ball, who are going to be out for the year. So it's not a great year for the Balls with all those injuries. And this: see the Perry woman is signed with Phoenix. And Dimitri Overeaux was, and Garrett Hudley were traded to Boston for Craig Smith. And Vince Karasov's gone to Canucks. There's Nino has gone to the Jets. And, and Timo Meir's gone to the Devils for a bunch of players. And the Blackhawks acquired Nika Zesklob and Aaron Laffey's gone. So for more than the NHL trades, I'd check out NHL.com, on the Raid Entertainment blog, on my Facebook There'll be way more in-depth uh, hockey coverage. I just was highlighting some of the bigger traits that actually happened in the, um, in the past couple of you know weeks leading up to the deadline. Obviously, the biggest one, obviously, has been Patrick Kane, and there's been a few others here and there. Shea Petty, again, I can't read some people's names, and they also have weird names now. And um, baseball news just came over the wire recently. Ruben Ador signed a deal with uh, the Padres. I don't get it where we mentioned they have a bajillion shortstops playing at third base, shortstop, second base, first base, and the offense. Now, it's a minor league deal, but they also have Matt Carpenter in camp. And their bench has these catchers. They have Adam Engel on a minor league deal, utility man Brandon Dixon. They even have David Dahl, Preston Tucker, Alfonso Rivas, and Max Schrock on minor league deals. So that's interesting So yeah. So Ruben Dor would be a good bench piece and a good offensive bat off the weapon. Major league baseball has hired three prominent regional sports network executives to, for the local media department. Cause we all know what's happening with the Valley sports and what's going on with the, them going bankrupt and not having the money to pay people for things. So that's going to be an interesting issue going forward with the, with the regional sports networks and Cole Calhoun signed a mighty deal with the Mariners. I'm surprised that it took a mildly deal for a former all-star gold glove caliber outfielder. It's just another example of the White Sox snoozed and they didn't sign him or Tyler Naquin. Phil Regan is suing the Mets because when he came in in 2020 to replace the fired uh, pitching coach, Bertie Van Wagenham didn't renew him citing age, even though they had improved under him, and Phil Regan had been coaching and playing for the Mets and baseball for a year, so he's suing the Mets. I don't know why he's suing the Mets. I would sue Brody Van Wagen in the GM himself. Manny Machado, remember we talked about last week? said he was going to opt out of his deal if he doesn't get a new deal. Well, the Padres seem to have no concern about money, even though no one's ever heard of the Padres spending money. It's the Angels, maybe even the Giants and the the Giants. It's the LA teams, maybe the Giants, and the Yankees, the Red Sox, but no one's ever heard of the Padres shelling out 11 years for 350 million when they're just signed Bogart's to a lot of money they're still paying Hassan Kim all this money they got they have to worry about locking up Juan Soto they're playing Fernando Tatis all of this money that's where I'm like what what's going on here man like they're they're spending all of this money and I don't know what's going on and they just locked up Yu Darvish and Joe Musgrove I don't know where they're getting this money that's interesting James Click is joining the Blue Jays as the VP of Baseball Strategy. He's been around the block before. Unfortunate news, Tyler Glasnow is going to miss the start of the season with his oblique injury. Suzuki's out of the World Baseball Classic due to his own oblique injury. So for those who are going to want to watch him, World Baseball Classic won't be able to. And Joe Musco fractured his toe while working out in the gym. So again, Padres put a lot of money in him. He's already hurt. Former closer Richard Rodriguez has signed a deal with the Marlins on a minor league option. He could definitely be probably the best reliever the Marlins have because they're not trying to win. And Gavin Lux towards ACL running the bases in spring training. A dude who's known for speed and stealing bases. Injured himself running the bases. I don't know what these players are thinking. And, um, yeah, so he tours ACL. He's out for the year. So it's a good thing to get Miguel Roja to play shortstop. I, if I were them, I'd make Chris Taylor the second baseman. Now that, you know, they got Dave Peralta in left field and they can play Trace Thompson in center field. That would probably be the most logistical move. And... Derek Jeter, who we talked about joining Fox Sports, says he's only going to work the London games and the All-Star weekend. And Denver, Houston, and and, uh, Pittsburgh are hoping to stay with the the regional sports network or Warner Brothers, but Discovery, Warner Brothers, they're out of the business and they're trying to sell the rights, but those three teams want to stay. Sam Smith is going to be in this just like that season two, whatever that is. The right writer is... Right Tay was renewed at Amazon. Melissa Hart and George went. Excuse me. And uh, Melissa Hart and George are going to be in this thing called, you know, the HP uh, Hurt Unit, whatever. Oh, excuse me. Melissa George is going to be in Hurt Unit. Desi is joined H.P.I. again. Keep all these people joining in. Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in the last season of the Goldbergs, Stephen Yell's joining the Thunderbolts. It prequels coming to HBO. Alison Breeze joining Apples Never Fall from the Tree. And Goldbergs, as I mentioned, had their final season. They finally canceled it. A lot of main characters, including Jeff Garland, has been fired from the show The Grandfather died. Ten years is a long time when the sitcom is not, you know, super beloved. It's not Cheers. You know, it's not Frasier. These are certain shows that over the years that people get attached to and they like. This is not the sitcom that I would have thought would have gone last ten years. Milo Manham and Tony Bandera is going to be this thing. Nativity Musical, Succession, and now Season 4 will be the last one. More Lord of the Rings are coming from Warner Brothers and Movies, for those who are fans of that. Jocko Sims, after New Amsterdam, has found somewhere else to go. And not to die alone. Eric Stonestreet is going to be added to the new season of Santa Claus. The Jonas Brothers are going up Broadway, for those who are fans of that. And Christian Crenenworth is going to be in this called Avenue of Versailles. Vince Vaughn and um, Michelle Monaghan and... us. Uh, simon rex and all these others are going to be easy way out and uh that's a lot of famous people to be in something all at one time so that looks like maybe that's going to be a good um a decision as a thing excuse me the leader cult drama with all these other people that are joining it and it's al pacino as well so you're like wow that's pretty cool and Matt Walsh is joining the Unexpected is. And uh, Nick Offerman, his wife, Megan Mullally, David Cross, joined Umbrella Academy. Ashley Romans is going to be in this, you know, new show coming out, Hurt Unit, where all these people are being at it. The Creator FBI is making a docuseries on Paramount+. Night Manager is coming back for season two of BBC. The Playboy Murders and Death by Fame was renewed at Discovery. Traders was renewed for season two at BBC. Stephen Fry is going to be doing the Je- Jeopardy reboot overseas. Disney is now losing the control of having a special district for their parks. Some new law was passed, so that's interesting there. Alan Ruck is going to be in Crust. And Gabriel Glacey has been added to Santa Claus show as well. Gary Cole is going to be in Waco. Camarino, Susan Kukali, Watson after, you know, obviously this is us, and she going to be in residence. And Andre Browder as well. Jenna Fisher is joining the Mean Girls musical, The Woman from the Office. And uh, The Weeknd, Jenny Ortega and Barry Coogan are going to be in a new project, which is interesting, from Trey Schultz. Again, not an actor The Weeknd, but a cool to see him do that. And Diane Keaton and Kathy Bates are going to be in Summer Camp. Now, I want to get to the two one-hour dramas that debut this year on television. Both are procedural shows. They're both either a specific form of policing, you know, detectives or... And this one is Missing People Alert. And the show has Scott Kahn. And Scott Kahn, we all know him from Entourage. And um, and um, we know him from, obviously, all the years in a Y5O. He's on a show with a woman named Dania Ramirez, who says that she was in Entourage, but I can't remember. But she was in Heroes, which I can't remember. And she was in Soprano. She said she was in X-Man, The Last Stand. She was in She Hate Me. And once upon a time as Cinderella, she and Scott Kahn were married. And somehow they both were cops and they never had their own kids, which was really confusing. And they adopted two kids and one of the kids they adopted was taken. I'm 99% sure that they said both kids were adopted, but it was a lot of confusing. There's supposed to be a cop show. There's too much drama and crap going on for you to keep up. And then the show takes place years later where their son is still missing. And that is why she joined the Missing People unit. You know, special thing in Philadelphia where that whole special thing and that she's going out there. And sometimes I'm not sure if she's the boss or if there's other guy's the boss because it's really hard because she does whatever she wants. And I don't know, there's always arguments with the two of them. No offense to Jamie Foxx. Sorry, this is not good of a show. And you got these supporting characters where this woman's like super smart, this bald black lady from you know one of those African countries named Kami Abaiwa in the show. I've never heard of her, the actress. She supposedly is like super smart and she can figure out like from the angle in the photo and this, this and that, she gets all these great leads. But then she does weird things like reading people's eggs and putting weird lotion on you and lighting incense and there's all this weird stuff and I'm like, Get rid of the weird stuff and let her just do what the, the smart stuff she can do. But then you have the drama of her father letting her be kidnapped and blah 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 blah. I'm like, no one cares. And then the person that's in the, you know, basement doing like forensics and other stuff is a transgender dude who I remember being a woman in another show like five six years ago. And then you add the fact that like the daughter's adopted and doesn't think the kid is back. And they add the whole drama of the kid was finally found all those years, no no strings attached. And the daughter's not so sure if it's the real person, and blah 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 blah. And her boss, who she works with, who's played by Ryan Broussard, who's obviously also working in this missing persons thing. He's he is Hispanic, they say, and he's um and he's her fiance. And it's weird because the son is they found the son, and when they found the son and stuff like that, I don't know he's Hispanic or black, I can't tell, but the point is he's a minority and. It's awkward if he, there's a new father in person, and he supposedly had a girlfriend, but he was trying to, Scott Conn, not get her pregnant, even though he could have had maybe kids with his wife back in the day, I don't know what, it's all just weird, and his girlfriend left him, and it's all weird, and he's saying, there's just so much drama going on, and I would say I like the idea of them trying to find missing people, no matter if it's a child, an adult, or a couple, and they do everything possible, like, that idea is interesting, but again, Scott Conn's like the only, he's the token white guy in the show. It's just too much going on in the show for it to be worthwhile that Fox is already having it end like right now after, you know, they just literally had their two-hour season finale on earlier this week and they only got 10 episodes. That's not a good sign when you only get 10 episodes to start. You don't get 12, 15, 18, 20, or 22. I thought the show should end because I said there's too much drama and crap going on it's just not a good enough show that literally Fox had just put all their money into 911 and 911 Lone Star and renew the resident and have those three be the shows but they made a mistake with Cleaning Lady and they got the stupid Fantasy Island they got the it's just time wasted on the air that they could be literally having much better shows on the air and it's just not a good show sorry to Scott Kahn but you literally were on Hawaii 50 for 10 years And this woman has been on, like, five or six, seven shows since Entourage. Like, there's no need for this show to be on in the first place. So that's why it's like, why in the world, you know, do we need the show? And it's not good. While Will Trent is the other new show, and that is a great show because it's an interesting idea. It's the Georgia, you know, FBI Bureau, like, their sort of thing. So it's kind of separate, but it's localized. And he's supposedly, like, okay, he's dyslexic, but he... The way that his brain processes everything and he sees a crime scene and can explain everything that happened is really cool to see that. What I don't like is this woman who's like a cop who just all of a sudden gets put as his partner and they got to work together and she's got her own drama and I'm like, I don't care about that. And his boss, sounds like she smoked a hundred packs of cigarettes, her glasses are weird, but she's supposedly been in this industry for a while and she's the reason why cops hate him because he looked into corruption of cops and no one likes him and that supposedly the woman he works with her mother got fired because of him and she's friends with the mother and she knew this girl growing up. It's a little bit too much, but the people that made the show are similar to the people that made The Big Leap. So that was a drama. This is a police procedure where there's some lighthearted humor in it and it fits perfectly at Tuesday nights with the rookie and the rookie feds because those are supposed to be like serious shows, but there's a lot, a lot of and, 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 you know, humor in there. And I like this. This Richie Ro- This Ramon Rodriguez guy. I don't know about it but whatever he is he's pulled he was in the wire and daybreak and transformers and taking felon one two three he was in this charlie angels reboot and he was in the gang related show on fox and he was in the affair he's in all these things but something about this guy makes him likable and you want to watch him he you know grew up in the you know like orphanage whatever like foster home and you know he views the world in a different way he's got a pet dog it's pretty cute i don't i'm not a huge fan of the woman he it dates on and off, and they are both happen to be in law enforcement. But, again, they have this whole backstory of how they know each other. She's fine. Her partner's a scumbag, but what's new? And, you know, Mark Paul Gosler was in an episode. I'm surprised he just was okay with being a guest star. And, like, there was that actor who was on The Big Leap, I think it's was McDaniel whatever. He was in the show, and I'm like, I know him. And it's a pretty good show, and they actually most of the time stick straight to the point of trying to solve this thing, blah, 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 blah let's do it. There hasn't been too many episodes that have been bogged down by drama, except for the beginning where he explained his backstory that he's like from foster homes and that's how he knows her and how he knows Mark Paul Gosler, blah, 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 blah. And I just was like, you know what? They get past the crappy explaining a drama stuff. And this is what you considered a good one-hour drama. So, dear ABC, you, you don't bring back Big Sky. You say it is Alaska Daily. You're really crap. Sorry, Hillary Swank. That's gone. You already said Goldbergs are gone. Cancel the Connor. There you go. Renew home economics, show the wonder years this summer and renew it so that literally and figuratively, we can get ABC to go back to having some of the premiere shows on the air. And with a million little things ending, you owe it to us fans who sc- that you screwed us over with a million little things being ending when it shouldn't have ended that you can have this show and this should be on the air. So again. Watch Will Trent. Do not waste your time watching Missing People Unit Alert. You know, Missing People, you know, Alert. It's just not a good show. And check out On The Radar Entertainment blog, you know, On ontherarermedia.com. Radar4428, a blogger, or my Twitter handle, or Instagram, or Snapchat, or TikTok. Or you, the YouTube channel On The Radar where you get movie reviews and baseball observations. You get this podcast anywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify. This episode 180. As I mentioned, you got TV reviews like Will Trent, Missing People Alert. You're going to have album reviews up there. World baseball classic rosters, in my opinion. So rest in peace to everyone who passed away. Rest in peace. Happy trails to everyone who retired. And re- And just a few quick notes. Barmageddon was new to Season 2 at Network. Mean Girls Musical adds Bussy Phillips. Gotham Knights adds Doug Bradley as villain Joe Chill. Sigourney Weaver is going to be in the Gorg. Fraser prequel is going to have Baby New at the Replies, Little Ro- Lilith role in the sequel. Kristen Bell is going to be in Aaron Foster series ordered by Netflix. And Gary uh, Gartham-Colham Garth, joins Bass Reeves' series for Paramount. So those are the latest. Thanks for listening to episode 180. uh, See you guys next time for On the Radar. I'm Radar.